Welcome to Discover Healthier. Everything you need to know about health brought to you by Discovery Health. I'm Azania Musaka. You can join the conversation as we explore some of the most pressing matters in the healthcare environment today. Our wide variety of topics and specialist guests will empower you to care for your health now and in the future. Welcome to part two of this podcast episode. We've just heard about the way in which local hotels have been turned into isolation facilities for those of us who wish to recover from COVID-19 away from our loved ones and to access round-the-clock general and medical care. This is one way to curb the spread of the COVID-19 virus and protect those who are at high risk of severe illness should they contract COVID-19. Another brilliant example of efforts to limit our exposure to COVID-19 comes in the form of online doctor consultations. Whether you're tech savvy or not, it's easy to talk to a doctor from the comfort of your home and find out all you need to know about any possible symptoms of COVID-19 that you may be experiencing. And that's because Discovery has partnered with Vodacom to make COVID-19 online doctor consultations available to all South Africans for free. So later on, I'll be chatting to Matsepo Matlejwane. When she developed a scratchy throat in early March this year, she accessed her online doctor consultation through the Discovery platform and chatted to a doctor about what she needed to do. It's amazing that we can do all of this for free. But first, we now have Anna Endress. She is head of Discovery Healthcare Services, and I'm also joined by Dr. Sudeshan Govender. He's a general practitioner well versed in navigating the virtual consultation space. Dr. Govender has, through Discovery's Doctor Connect platform for online doctor consultations, completed over 400 online consultations since the outbreak of COVID 19. And this means that his patients have been able to access his expertise from the comfort of their homes and therefore limiting their risk of exposure to COVID-19 and protecting others at the same time. Anna and Sudeshin, thank you so much to both of you for joining us. Hi. 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 Glad to be here. So, Anna, let me start with you. I know that Discovery has offered its clients access to online doctor consultations for a while. Can you tell us about this? Sure. So we started offering telehealth consultations since 2017 as part of a partnership that we did with HealthTap, who is a global telehealth platform based in California. And so together with them, we launched Doctor Connect in South Africa. And so made available this way, not just virtual consults, but also access to members to symptom checkers, triage tools, and a very large library of curated medical information as part of that platform as well. Well, Dr. Govinder, you have lots of experience with this. You've offered virtual consultations to your patients for quite some time. Yes, yes, Zinia. Actually, when Discovery Health Medical Center did collaborate with Dr. Jeff Lutledge and HealthTap from Palo Alto in Silicon Valley to create that virtual tool which complemented our health ID platform, I was actually one of the earliest adopters. And my actual first synchronous or face-to-face virtual consult was back in on the 14th of September 2017. And it's actually quite an interesting case. You know, it was a millennial professor that actually went in for a vitality check to get some points. And he found out that his blood sugar and his cholesterol was high. And he was just too busy to come to the doctor's surgery and sit in waiting queues. So I sent him a lab request and we followed up on the virtual platform with these results. 
And according to AD and NIS guidelines, he was confirmed to be type 2 diabetic and dyslipidemic. We progressed in the consult to do a CID application in real time. I authorized this chronic, emailed this script to MedExpress, and the gentleman had his medication delivered to his door at his office by noon the following day. That's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. But Anna, how has the offering adapted with time and how has it adapted to meet the needs of a country that is experiencing a pandemic? Sure. I mean, with the advent of COVID, we've seen not just here in South Africa, but all over the world, you know, an incredibly quick uptake of telehealth since it really is key in reducing transmission by enabling social distancing and and more importantly, actually, by protecting also healthcare professionals from repeated exposure to the virus. So telehealth really has been used extensively of late. And we saw immediately the importance of making this available, COVID-specific information screening virtual consultation platform available to all South Africans free of charge in order to take the strain off South Africa's public and private healthcare system. So that's when we partnered with Vodacom to deliver this platform and in parallel create a fund to be able to reimburse doctors for 100,000 consultations and in this way make them free. And we'll dig into the other details around how it works as we go along. But I'm also curious about why doctors choose this. So, Dr. Governor, what brought you to offer the service to your patients? As you know, I started well back in 2016, 2017. And one of the things that I was, I'm not sure if you know, that when I was a student of the late Professor Clay Christensen at Harvard Business School. And, you know, one of the things he did teach us was in order to succeed in any business, we had to look at our industry through what we call a pair of lenses. And we had to understand what our job to be done is and predict what future trends in our industry will do. Mm. And in my industry, the job to be done is to offer value-based care. Now, if you take another famous Harvard professor, Michael Porter, he puts value-based care as outcome over cost time patient experience and safety. Now, if you look at electronic health records and then on top of that, you look at the virtual care platform, that was the best way that I could offer better patient experience, especially to um, through a millennial group of patients, and maintain safety and reduce cost and improve efficiency. And if you're looking at that, creating that utopian universal healthcare coverage, this is where we can look at that we can cover that 80% of patients that do not get access to affordable mm-hmm. and equitable healthcare. So that got me now following the guys and my colleagues out in the U.S. in Partners Health, which is Mass General Hospital, Boston Children, Brigham and Women, and even at Beth Israel Deaconess. And, I, and that's why it was a no-brainer when Discovery were always game changers. When they decided to go with the mm-hmm. virtual care platform, I was first on board and signed up. And since then, it's been smooth sailing. So, Anna, we're going to hear from Matepo a little bit later on, but how do I access the platform? What happens when I do? Sure. So the platform is actually quite simple to work with. You can access it from either the Discovery or the Vodacom website or app. Mm-hmm. And once you get in, you see a lot of information about COVID. And if you want to conduct a self-screening test because you think that you might have been exposed to it, you answer a few questions. And if that triage tool shows that you are at risk indeed of, of having COVID, then you are prompted to register and consent so that you can then schedule a doctor consultation online. 
you basically book based on the available slots. You book a consultation with a doctor and the doctor is then going to tell you whether or not you should be tested, you know, talk to you about your symptoms. If there is a recommended testing, the doctor will be able to send you the via photo to the cell phone number, the pathology form, and then the doctor will receive the results of that and be in touch with you on your cell phone as well with regards to those tests and whether you should have a follow-up consultation, basically. Right. So that's the normal, typical journey. And from your perspective, Dr. Gavinder, because you're the practitioner on the other end of this virtual consultation. So take me through that process from your side. Okay, so basically, I agree with Anna. That's exactly what happens. So they go onto the www.discovery.ca.za website. Mm-hmm. They click on the COVID-19 doctor consultation banner. And this is where you really have to thank Discovery Health and Vodacom for the collaboration because they are not just providing it to our Discovery Health members, but they are providing it to the very vulnerable, uninsured patients out there who have been, even prior to COVID, being because of market forces being put below the breadline. Mm-hmm. And this was just exacerbated. So these patients, they have access to this for free. So when they come onto the platform, they will be asked to fill in a risk assessment too. And from there, they then go further. And if they do meet the criteria for having a consult with me or one of the doctors in the COVID care team, they will come onto the platform and it will show you the doctor's faces. And below that, you'll see a little envelope, which is a message for a synchronous or text consult. There'll be little cameras. So if the doctor's available at the time when you put through, mm. you can tap on the little camera and then you have a face-to-face or a Skype or a Google Meet type of consult. Right. Or if the doctor is not available or there's a doctor specifically that you want to see, there's a little calendar on the right-hand side and you can tap that and then you can book a consult at your likings with that mm. doctor. Mm. All right. Now, from my side, it comes up on my screen that, let's say, Azania has booked a consult at 5 p.m. on the 11th of June. So I'm ready for your consult, right? So I will also, from my point of view, open up the calendar when I'm available. Yes. So there's no stress to the doctor that. So a lot of my colleagues get, there's a lot of trepidation that, you know, that they, what if they're busy at work and then they get a consult coming through while it's, well, it, it doesn't happen. They set consult timing at their preference, right? Yes. So when you come through it, now remember that you've, the risk assessment tool has put you through to me. It doesn't mean that you're still going to get a test because mm-hmm. I now will follow CDC and ICD and WHO criteria. And we will then look at whether you are risk or not at risk. If you are high risk, then we will then refer you for the testing. But if you are not high risk and are not in the, the timing is not right for the testing, then we will normally will put you into self-isolation and monitor. And that, that's, I think, basically to understand as well, because if they expose the patient, but they're not symptomatic or they expose and it's too early to do the test, uh, we won't send you for the test at that time. But we will guide the patients through that and follow up with them on the platform. Now, the high-risk patient is important because what we do is on the platform, I then email them a lab request form for the lab of their choice closest to them. Mm-hmm. And they can go to the drive to have the test done. I also go one couple steps more. And if the patient has symptoms, I will email them a script to, for medication to alleviate some of the symptoms. And then the third thing is some patients may require medical certificates for something to show their yeah. work. And that we have an access on our beautiful tool, the health ID, we can do that on the platform and have it emailed or messaged to the patient themselves. So right. the patient gets all this without leaving the comfort of their homes and their favorite armchair. And so thorough, so end-to-end, I mean, all the other aspects that have been included. Yes, but it doesn't end there because remember that now what happens if the patient is positive? So if the patient is positive, right? so if the patient is negative, it's fine, we phone them, we, we alleviate the anxiety and stuff. But if they're positive, remember that we put them into self-isolation or quarantine. And then monitor them because now it comes off the WHO global outbreak risk benefit. And 
What's important to understand, and that's for the patients, and you'll find that the numbers are climbing. So if they're positive, we basically will monitor those patients through. I alert them to signs that they need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And what's important that at day 7 to day 10 is when you tend to decompensate if you're going to have problems mm-hmm. because of the rise in the interleukin-6 and the cytokine storm, which we talk about. So I normally follow up my patients that are positive on the platform at that time to find out if they decompensate or not. I like right. also to take this opportunity to thank Discovery because they have now also gone one step further and they have now added to patients that are high risk or very vulnerable to comorbidities and to mortality and morbidity, they will be given a pulse oximeter. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. It will be sent to them from high touch. Mm-hmm. And what happens with those high-risk patients is we can then pick up those silent apoxias. Now, what is important about silent apoxias is any other patients can be sitting in front of you texting and look totally comfortable, but they start dropping. Yeah. Now, with this tool, we're able to pick that up, and we can then predict those patients that will end up requiring to go through to hospital and facilitate the movement through to hospital to get to, well, now we're doing more high-dose nasal oxygen mm-hmm. than doing ventilation. But we can pick up those patients quickly, get them through, and reduce the mortality needs. And that's thanks to this new invention as well. Incredible. And of course, this is enabled by the virtual consultations from the onset. So Anna, how many people have accessed the platform? Do we have data on that? Sure, we've got data. So if you're looking at the past two months, which is really when, you know, the bigger interest around the the platform that we've built with Vodacom. In the past two months, we've had just over 146,000 people accessing Ooh. our site on yeah, the information yeah. side. Obviously, only a subset of these people actually decides to go through with the triage and, and you know, think they may have symptoms and things, yes. and things like this. And so a smaller number is actually out of those that do the triage is actually identified as at risk, which is what opens the ability to schedule a virtual consult. Mm. So in the end, we've had in the past two months about somewhere between nine to 10,000 virtual consults that were initiated. And so I think, you know, potentially a number that will rise as the peak of the epidemic is still to come, right? We think it's probably going to increase. And all of these consults are actually supported by a great number of doctors. We've got at this point in time in Doctor Connect about... 5,600 doctors registered on Dr. Connect and, you know, a portion of them are supporting specifically the COVID type of consults. But it's already a fair amount of doctors that are engaged in the platform. We're very happy with that. Yes, it sounds fantastic. But Anna, how does Discovery think digital healthcare technology is going to evolve in the future? Uh, well, I think the future is, you know, currently bound to be shaped by the COVID situation to a large extent. And so I think that a few of the trends we've seen of late will definitely continue and become even more prominent. This trend around virtualization and and virtual consults will definitely continue. And so we want to continue to augment and make this virtual consult journey even more convenient to members and doctors. For instance, linking it to remote devices that can help the doctor measure and see what's wrong with the patient or making the end-to-end journey really convenient by plugging in, you know, this online medicine delivery in less than an hour. We are all just using these online delivery services these days. So that's definitely one of the trends. I think there's a couple more. I think another trend we've seen as well is in home-based care, mm-hmm. instead of obviously going or staying in hospital longer. And that home care journey can also be augmented by digital health through remote monitoring devices and virtual nurses and wow. coaching happening in behind. Yes. So we really think that there's a huge 
components now in, of digital technology into the healthcare industry. And so we started on this track, like I said before, a while ago, both with regards to telehealth and also with remote monitoring. We've already launched telemetry devices for diabetics and, and home nursing and things like this. So we literally want to continue to invest and augment all of these offerings moving forward. Yes. And from your perspective, Dr. Govinda, what does the future look like for virtual consultations for this entire space in South Africa? I'm very optimistic about digital health. Uh, as the Greek philosopher Plato once said, necessity is the mother of invention. And then COVID-19 has been the catalyst that's mm. accelerated mm. the disruptive forces of the IT in this industry, mm. which was already set in motion by the fourth industrial revolution. You know, I'll reiterate what Anna said earlier is that you'll find that will be able to do remote patient monitoring and also look at the IoT and pick up on the point-of-care devices. So, for example, in my practice, you'll find that we have patients that are on CGMs or continuous glucose monitors. Now, one of the things that happened with COVID-19 is that because of the trepidation, patients that are non-COVID patients that were having serious problems or chronic conditions. And remember, non-communicable diseases accounts for a large amount of deaths per year. And these patients weren't coming to the office. So this platform actually gave me a way of getting to that patient in, right. the, in their homes. Yes. So I was able to now have a consult and they are highly vulnerable now to, to morbidity and mortality with COVID-19. We also were able to monitor our hypertensive and ischemic heart disease patients, our HIV patients through the platform. So I think that you'll see that there'll be a huge rise in this new emerging strategy of virtual care mm. and into the doctor's normal resource allocation processes. And I think what will happen is that you'll see, as and as reiterated, that we'll move from our hospice-centric care to patient-centric care now. So we move to the patient's home with home-based care, we're coming to the core, to the fore with more doctors doing online virtual platform care as well. Well, we are at the end of our time together, but I want to give both of you an opportunity just to give us a final message, you know, just a final closing, a brief one from both of you. Anna, let me start with you before we wrap. Any final thoughts? I'm extremely excited about, you know, what the future holds. And I think that we keep on, you know, at the edge of everything that's happening in the digital tech space here at Discovery. So I'm extremely excited about the journey that we're on at the moment. Fantastic. And for you, Dr. Gavinda? Well, I want to take this opportunity to talk to my colleagues and tell them that, you know, as doctors, I mean, I'm a doctor and we are creatures of habit, you know, and we always resistant to change, you know, and I'm very excited for the doctors that have come on the platform. Mm-hmm. But for the doctors that haven't come on the platform, I want to take this opportunity to tell them that, you know, this is the chance for them to pick up the gauntlet and make a difference and make a change. And when we started off in medicine, it was the doctors with the high IQ were the ones that would succeed. And then we realized that it was the doctors that had the high EQ, which is the emotional quotient. That, that did better because they were able to be more compassionate to the patients and they were able to also look at better patient care. But now we yeah. found that the doctors that are able to have higher AQ, which is adaptable quotient, were the ones that succeeded. And so to end, I'd like to end with a quote from Charles Darwin, which was in the long history of humankind and animalkind too. Those who have been able to collaborate and improvise the most efficiently have mm-hmm. prevailed. So to, the, to doctors that adopt the virtual care platform, and take up the remote patient monitoring with the point of care devices, they'll undoubtedly reap the benefits of value-based care for their patients. And they will replace the doctors that don't. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you, Dr. Gavinder, and thank you, Anna, for shedding light on a way of bringing doctors and patients together that is saving lives and providing solutions to the challenges of COVID-19.
Matapo Matlejwane is a 33-year-old scientist and she works in the food industry. Her professional background gives her a very good understanding of the COVID-19 virus and disease. However, this depth of her insight also fueled anxiety about contracting COVID-19. Matapo, thank you so much for being willing to speak to us about your experience. How have you experienced the COVID-19 pandemic, both in a professional and a personal sense? Has it been very challenging? Yes, I must say it has been a challenging time from a personal perspective where you are confined, you have to watch where you're going, what you're doing and making sure that you sure that you don't contract the virus. Mm. And I think professionally, because I work as an essential worker, initially when everybody was on lockdown, we were still actually supposed to go to work. And we had to make sure that we take all the necessary steps to prevent ourselves from being infected. And also looking at around the workplace, how we ensure that we step up in terms of preventative measures Mm. for COVID-19. But you, unlike many other people, you've been aware than many of us about the importance of PPE. You knew it was necessary to wear masks long before it became mandatory for all of us. Yes. I think personally, when I started having a sore throat with a bit of a dry cough, I thought to myself, in order for me to make sure that I don't transmit what I have to the next person, I'd need to wear a mask. That's when I decided to start wearing a mask when I initially got a sore throat and I was not sure what it is by then. I think that was like late March because that's when the whole thing started. Yeah, mid-March. Yeah, mid-March. So there's the sore throat. You start to think this is possible these are you know some of the symptoms associated with COVID-19. Did you get other symptoms and what did you do after that? Basically I think it was more of a psychological thing right? in the sense that once you get a sore throat you start thinking is this COVID is this not mm. especially after it became apparent that you can be asymptomatic and then still have the, the virus you know yeah. not knowing it. So when I got a sore throat, I started actually feeling that anxiety that I must actually do something about it in order to find out if it is not or it is. So that's when I went online and when I was reading one of the articles, I think it was on Newsroom 4, where I saw the initiative between Discovery and Vodacom mm-hmm. and actually went into the link. And then that's where I discovered there's a doctor where you can consult online and check using that screening criteria that they use. Oh, wow. So that's how you found out and you followed through with it. But you're not a Discovery Health Medical Scheme member, but you were still able to access the platform. Was this valuable to you? Yes, it was very valuable in terms of sometimes you need an immediate answer now to say, no, don't worry, don't panic. It's nothing serious or it is. This is the steps that you need to take in order to move forward. So for me, it was an immediate solution at that particular point. And then how did you go about accessing the platform for anyone who hasn't used it before? Maybe they've heard about the partnership as well before, or they're hearing about it for the first time now. How did you access the platform? How did you go about talking to the doctor online? Just take us through the steps that you followed. Basically, I downloaded the app and after downloading, that's when you will see which doctor is available online. You have the option of consulting immediately or setting up an appointment to consult. And then with my case, I did an immediate, I checked who was online in terms of the doctors that were available. And then I started the chat from there. 
where things like what are the symptoms being asked and then there's a response from the doctor. You basically have a conversation with the doctor mm. and then at the end of the session there's an outcome to say whether you should go and consult the doctor or this is the prescription or over-the-counter medication, to, you know, and yeah, that's, that's the route that I took. And what happened after that? What did your tests say? What happened beyond the consultation? Beyond the consultation, I think after that, I really felt a bit at ease in terms of the screening criteria. I did not need to be tested according to the criteria because it was just my sore throat. And I think that was like seven days later on, I think I went and consulted my doctor just to check because I, at that point, I was starting to feel like the dry cough is coming back again. Yeah. And I saw my GP, whereas I called in first, that's what advice is saying, rather call in yes. first and explain to them, this is the symptoms that I'm experiencing, what is the protocol in terms of the practitioner? And then I was told, okay, it's fine, you can come through, but please stay in the car and then wear a mask and mm. all those necessary precautions. And then we will call you once the doctor is ready to come and assess you. And then I went in for that observation. And also through the cleaning process to just check the symptoms and what are you feeling. And eventually I was just given something to just treat the throat, which yeah. really worked afterwards. Yeah. So would you recommend it? Because, yes, it's open, of course, for the broader society, but some people might feel a sense of trepidation at going the virtual consultation route. So would you recommend a doctor's consultation via a platform such as this to other people? Yes, I would recommend it, specifically for the fact that it limits you from, you don't necessarily need to leave your home Mm. to go and consult with a doctor. It gives you that immediate solution to your problem. And after you've done dealt with the consultation, that's when you will actually escalate it for maybe further analysis. And in that way, you are limiting the contact because I think going to a hospital at this point, going to a healthcare unit, it's not really that much advisable because of the risks that are still there. Being able to sit at home and do the consultation online with professionals who know exactly what they're doing really does assist the process. It's the way of the future, right? (laughs) Yes, it's the new life. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Matsapo, thank you so much for your great feedback and telling us about your journey. Yes, thank you so much. And I think... We will get through this as long as we just take care of ourselves and ensure that we try and exercise and live healthily and minimize the contact and sanitize as we're being advised, wash the hands Mm. and the masks, all those necessary precautions that are being advised by our specialists that are actually more treated up with this virus. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it. Mansapa, wonderful to speak to you. Now, if you're worried that you may have symptoms of COVID-19, you can access a free online doctor consultation today and find out exactly what to do next. So visit the Discovery COVID-19 Information Hub, which is on the Discovery website, which is www.discovery.co.za to find out just how to do this.
If you've enjoyed this conversation, then make sure to look out for part one and part three of this three-part series, in which we delve into Discovery Health's wide range of innovations created to support South Africans through COVID-19. In part one, I talked to Chris Jones, head of technical marketing at Discovery Health, to gain a better understanding of the World Health Organization Global Outbreak Benefit, a range of benefits and cover offered to Discovery Health medical scheme members for COVID-19. And then in part three, Nongulego Bije, head of employee health solutions at Discovery, takes me through the dynamic business support that Discovery has put in place to help SMEs and their employees through these challenging times. Thank you for listening to this episode of Discover Healthier, brought to you by Discovery Health. Join the conversation on social media with the hashtag Discover Healthier and tag at Discovery underscore SA. You can subscribe to our podcast channel, Discovery South Africa, on your favorite podcast app or visit discovery.co.za to listen to our shows.